What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Raise the Flag podcast that was supposed to be on Tuesday, and then it was supposed to be after dark, and now it's on Thursday afternoon. What's up, Tom? What's up, Ross? How's it going? Everything. 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 And how are you, Ross? I'm fantastic. Yeah? Feeling good about life? How's COVID? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I, uh, I have energy for a few hours at a time, and then I take like an old man nap for half an hour, and then I have energy for a few hours at a time, and then I take an old man nap, and then repeat that. That's, uh, don't recommend it. Don't recommend it. That You're sounds like just the first riding time the wave of white monsters. <laughs> they don't help. Caffeine doesn't help. Monster doesn't help. It's all. Yeah, it's, I mean, perhaps you should try amphetamines. I heard this is a monster-resistant strain that I got. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I had my first white monster in ages, and I just felt extremely aggressive while drinking it. I actually donned a sleeveless shirt out of nowhere. I think it's just something about the white monster that I just maybe had to go put on my pit vipers and get extreme. So what you're saying is that you were like one or two points above your usual level of highly aggressive jerk face. Maybe. Yeah, wow. Okay. Okay. Don't worry. You, uh, wait, wait, who's the highly aggressive jerk face now, Nick? Uh, me, obviously. But wow. Whatever, man. I'm tired. Next thing you know, you're going to ask this guy for a free knife. <laughs> well, if you saw from his picture today, I think he's got quite the collection of hey, huge I, knives. I, I paid for some of those. Some of those. <laughs> uh, I think you've done quite enough for the business at this point to warrant them. And also, I have to tell you to fuck off while I'm sending you a free knife because you're like, no, don't do it. I'm like, fuck you, Nick. Just take it. Yeah, that's that's so, also true. That's I mean, how that goes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that slave driving you on a, on a regular basis counts as doing anything for your business other than making you miserable. <laughs> very tired of marching towards profitability. Marching towards profitability is exhausting. So I'm, I'm starting two new podcasts. One of them is called Marching Towards Profitability. <laughs> it's going to be a other, book. <laughs> the other one is an influencer podcast. It's called Give Me That Knife on the Right. <laughs> yeah, both will actually be gigantic hits. Yeah, maybe. Um, be 142 and 143 in Japan. That's right. <laughs> Have you looked up our numbers recently in Japan? Because uh, we're I still 141. Okay. See, so we're we're consistent. We're consistent, yeah. and that's what matters. I also just lied. I, I didn't look that up again. All right, you know what? Like like honestly, if somebody fact checked me, I'd just be fucking impressed. <laughs> like, also, also, like, what are you doing with your time? Yeah, if Come anybody on. can fact yeah. check that and give us better numbers, you can be the new producer of this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, seriously, we'll get you a mic. Just come on. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it doesn't even matter. Um, so, Tom, I heard a rumor that you just ordered, like, 18,000 wickets. Oh, dude, literally every <laughs> wicket possible. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like to make a little bit of money and then also throw all the money out to other places at the same time. Oh, Apparently, that's, right. that's how you make money is by spending money. And uh, we're still trying to find out the second part to it. But well, as marching. Robin... Well, marching, even though your wife made fun of me for having zero idea of uh, what a business plan is, I know my simple business plan of make knives and make money. It's, it's that simple. Well, so I don't need to know everything in between. It works. But yeah, I ordered 264 wickets yesterday. So Woo! it's going to be a lot of wickets. It's the goal is to hopefully, though, uh, so what I've learned is, especially with me being the one-man show, it's very tough relying on other people, especially as everybody gets busy. And something as simple like Steel Baron, they get slammed this time of year because everybody's ramping up for the holidays. Heat Treat, their Buck Knives is pretty busy come the holidays, and I'm not their number one client. So I'm yet. just trying, yet. <laughs> However, 
God, what a headache that's going to be. <laughs> um, and more money, more problems, right? But uh, I'm trying to get all that done now. And I've got so many different lines coming up with the Wicket platform that I just need to have them. Because, like, right now, like, I don't, like, I have, I just had a 114 handle scales come from Stoner CNC, and I don't have the knives to go with them. And that kind of sucks. So, you're like trying to just not have to worry about that anymore. Maybe order the steel in giant bulk like this. And then, you know, hopefully it's not like the wicket goes out of fad anytime soon or else that would really suck. <laughs> that would, be, that <laughs> would is, not be preferential. Which is um, why, like, when you click that send email button, you feel like your nuts, like, go into you a little bit because you're like, oh, boy. <laughs> this, could, this could really hurt if this doesn't, you know, keep panning out the way it is. But the wicket's got so much hype behind it right now that, like, I just kind of need to keep up with demand because I haven't had standard ones on the website in a couple of weeks now. And like, kind of sucks not having your flagship knife available. So the wickets you ordered, are they all wickets or are they a mix of The majority Excels? are going to be like Nitro V standard wickets, like the OG wicket. But with that platform, I could do wrapped full flat grinds. I could do handle scale ones. I've got the Assault series coming out, which is going to be so much fun getting assault wickets into the world because the world's going to get so dangerous now. That sounds aggressive. It's very aggressive. It's actually yeah. the least aggressive knife when you actually look at it finished up because it's a blue G10 handle scale with a light blue Cerakote and a Hawaiian Kydex neck knife sheath, which is just ironic that I'm calling it the assault wicket. Um, because it's A-S-A-L-T. Yes. For uh, salt water. Yeah, it's nice. like a, a black wicket and a black sheath with a... With a 30, quad rail, with a thirty-round bag, <laughs> yeah. Pick a titty on the side. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, and we're doing the reason why it's going to be the assault wick is because I'm also on top of getting it Cerakote and using Nitro V as the base steel. I'm also going to have all stainless steel hardware, so it's going to have steel standoff, steel uh, what you call it, um, what screws or bolts, whatever the fuck you call it. I'm I'm just the maker here, um, and it's going to have hardware. The, Hardware, hardware. I could do this businessy thing. Um, we're also going to have a neck knife sheath, which I personally prefer while fishing because you can wear it under your rain jacket. You can wear it with your waders. You can wear it with your bibs. It's always accessible, especially if you get knocked off the boat or something like that. You know, or have to cut the line. You want it there, and it's just easy to have for one-handed access. Even I prefer it over like a folder or something because a folder you still need to manipulate more with your hand. Where if you have the neck knife sheath in front of you, it just just goes right into the sheet and hopefully not into your neck. Yes. Oh. And and you know what? Since you brought up neck knives, that's what we're talking about today is ode to neck knives. Neck knives. Um, because neck knives are really cool. And I don't think a lot of people really understand the utility purposes of neck knives. And I know Tom really uh, kind of hit the nail on the head there. And I will be very honest with you. Up until recently, I was not really a neck knife person. And uh, the first neck knife that I really, truly enjoyed um, was one of Ross's designs that he did with, with PL knives. And um, it was a vol. Tundra vol? Was that the Tundra vol? The Tundra vol. Tundra vol. I really liked that knife. And it really got me thinking about liking neck knives. And then when... Uh, I don't know, about a year or so ago, Tom was like, hey, I'm thinking about making these knives. And I was like, oh, neck knives, cool. So so that's how I got into neck knives. But now, no one can see this but me, but I wear this little guy a lot. It's wicked. Yeah, it's but. interesting. When the uh, when I did the Tundra Vol, 
uh, I'm in a group chat with a bunch of people and everybody ordered one. So it was, you know, there were like 10 or so, like right off the bat. And a bunch of people said when they got it, they, they didn't realize how small it was. And it's Wicket size. You know, it's maybe a little smaller than the Wicket, but I think it's very similar in size to the Wicket. Um, but what I've found, and I find fascinating about neck knives is so many people carry larger knives and they think of a neck knife. Yeah, so Nick is holding them up. I mean, they're, you know, yeah, it's about not the same a tiny, same size. Yeah, it's not an EDN. It's it's a it's a larger uh, neck knife. But some people think when they think neck knife, they think of the method of carry as opposed to the size. And the way my brain is wired, when I think neck knife, I think of a small, slim knife that doesn't print, and you can wear it under your shirt. But a lot of people have much larger knives, and it's just well, it's around my neck. And uh, I think that's why a lot of people don't embrace neck knives. I don't know if that was the case for you, Nick, but the reason I did the Tundra Vol is I wanted something flat that didn't print, that had a sharp spine, it had jimping so that I could, you know, I could carve with it and control it, um, but it was lightweight and it was just there all the time because once you get used to having it, it you know, I even right now I don't have one on and, you know, you grab for it to open a package. Um, yeah, and uh, to, to answer your question, like the problem that I had with neck knives is I was coming from, you know, production knife land. So they're either too small to be useful or they were too big to and cumbersome to really like carry. So I think it was about kind of finding the right balance between size and functionality and weight and it not like weighing you down and being uncomfortable and, and stuff like that. So Idex is also super important. It's when it so comes important. To, neck knives like way more than a belt carry or anything else because it's in a very vital area so if you have i mean i remember when i first started making them too both of you were like you need to this kydex needs to be mint and that's why i started really working on my kydex because i'm like it's it's true it's like you're putting that in a very vulnerable area and you don't want it just like coming loose around your neck inside your shirt too well, and, you know not even just your neck but just the fact that it's there so think about when you sit down What's yeah. directly below that neck knife if it drops out? You know, it's yeah. in your lap. And so you've got, you know, all sorts of, you, you basically the, the blood circle, right? I mean, it's it's in that yeah. entire area. And um, with kids, you know, they're climbing all over you when they're younger and they just, mm -hmm. oh, there's something hard under dead. So let me just, and they just, you know, try to yank it out. So having the right amount of retention is uh, is critical. And I've had a couple that, um, and I think the, the Tundra Wolf, I'm being honest, the design doesn't lend itself to the best retention. Um, it's good, but I think if I was doing that again, I would design a neck knife specifically for retention first. Because again, you know, a slim, um, and I also think uh, a taco kydex. So really slim fold over kydex because you just, you, you want as little bulk as possible, but you want that thing to be rock solid. So it only comes out if you want to take it out. Yeah, definitely. And that was that was another issue that I had with a lot of the production style um, neck knives that I had tried in the past is that the Kydex or whatever, it wasn't always Kydex, sometimes it was just like mold plastic, and it was just either way too bulky and heavy and cumbersome, or it was just had no retention whatsoever. I mean, I had one, I don't remember who made it, I think it was, I want to say maybe like CRKT or something like that, where it like was basically friction fit. And I was like, yes. there's no way I'm ever going to carry this. Yeah, that's just too sketchy. And um, it's like, not that like, I really think they're going to, you know, start popping loose and killing you and everything. However, it's like, why play that game? Um, you know, I'd rather just not, you know, fuck around and find out, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, I do, I do like it for the utility and the and the ability, the ease of access, especially. You know, I, I find myself, I use the deck knife a lot more in the winter months than I do in the summer because when I'm out and I have, like, my coat or my sweatshirt on or whatever, like, I'll just throw this over my, and put it on the outside of whatever outer layer I'm wearing because my, my big knife will be on my belt or in my pocket. And sometimes, like, if you're wearing a parka or something like that, like, you can't get access to that knife really easily. But this one, I could just grab it and, and go. So I really... I really like it for that purpose, and um, I definitely agree with you, what you were saying about, like, having it on you for, like, fishing and stuff like that, because, I mean, chances are you're not wearing jeans, you don't have a belt on, you're probably wearing, like, board shorts or a bathing suit or something, like, where are you going to put a, a knife? Well, it's, <laughs> a, it's convenience of having it there. Like, I use it all the time while I'm cutting retire, and when I'm cutting, my hands are already in front of where the neck knife is, like, when I'm tying my knots and everything like that. That's what I'm going to be using. So instead of me having to go down to the bag, get whatever else, like pliers or other bullshit, reach into my pocket, it's all my work area, which is in front of my chest, because that's where I'm tying and working on everything. And it's just nice to have it on you for emergency purposes, too. Like, if you go down the river, and if you're wearing waders, they turn into fucking parachutes if you end up falling down the river. So you may want to be able to poke a hole into your, into your freaking newly formed parachute pants, Mm-hmm. So the water can actually go through, so you stop getting sucked down river. Because when we go up to Pulaski, like I think about that all the time, because people die there regularly because they get into the cold water and then they start getting rushing down the river, and then it's you know done it very quickly. So it's nice to have something like that, or something. An example of you're fishing in rivers and you're on a boat. Say if you need to cut that anchor rope because you bump down a bit or the current starts going over the edge of the boat when you're anchored up, they're not trying to pull up that fucking anchor. You're going to Walmart and buying a new anchor later on because you're cutting that fucking rope instead of having your whole boat go under. Yep. So you need to have something accessible to you quickly. And something like a neck knife is right there for you. Well, so here's the, here's the thing that maybe people don't think about. But if you have something, so I've got my uh, my Wicked XL here, right? And I clip this into my pants pocket. So I have a discrete carry clip and it's in my pants pocket. But each day I wear different pants. So the, where it is changes a little bit every day. So even though it's my everyday carry and it's a clip in my pocket, right? It's a little lower, a little higher, a little tucked in. So if you're um, in a kayak, like which shorts did I wear today? Where is that knife? You know, it's in a different place every time. That neck knife, once you get used to wearing it, you know exactly where it is at any given time. So oh. if you get tangled up and you have to cut some cordage, it's right there. If you have to cut your fishing line, it's right there. If you have to cut your anchor, whatever it is, it's right there. It's in the exact same spot. It doesn't matter what t-shirt or jacket or whatever you're wearing, your index spot for where you know your knife is, is exactly in the same spot. So that's that's what I love about having having a neck knife when I'm Even out Even with that, you're sitting down though on a kayak or in a canoe. So it's actually it's harder to access something that's going to be in your pocket like that's that. That's what I'm saying. And, and, and if it sits neck. lower and you're sitting, now it's like maybe it's in the hatch. You know what I mean? It's like even less accessible. So that neck knife for me is is critical. Like, yeah. And I really think that people it's going to be a hot take. They don't need as big a knives as they carry. I think people like to just carry big knives, carry big knives, but just as Ross holds up, like a, a short, short. Yeah, a short. 13 sword. inch. Thank you. 13 inch. 12. Don't downplay my. Not my, knives by news, knives by hand, apparently. Knives by hand, yeah. <laughs> R- Ruben recommended this gigantic uh, sword. Hey, it's your new neck knife. 13 inches uh, you of blade. Could, you could definitely wear that around your neck if you. It only weighs 22 ounces without the sheath. <laughs> without the sheath. That's, that's like freaking 10 wickets. <laughs> 
But it, I don't know. I like having the easy access of it. And also, you don't need that much knife for most of your tasks. You really don't. Now, if so, I was So, can go, we talk about the EDM then? No. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it is another model I make. It's just a not. It's, I don't know. When we talk, we get fucking. We've argued <laughs> about this a lot. A well, lot. You were just saying you don't need as big a knife as you think. And, and my point is. The Wicket's a great knife, but the reason I love the EDN is at the point where it's going to be a three-finger grip or it's going to—it's not a full fill-your-hand knife, why not go as small as possible, as slim and as light as possible so it's you always wear it, it's always on you, it doesn't get in the way. And the EDN, the cutting edge, how different is it than the, the Wicket? Nah, so, pretty significantly so different. I, I, I'm going to tell you from my perspective because I, ha- I have both. So I, I do like the EDN as a knife. I think it's a great knife for EDC purposes, right? It's it's really small. It's really light. It's super slim, and you forget it's there. Um, what I don't necessarily like it for, though, is, like, doing any, like, real serious outdoor stuff. Whereas, like, with the Wicket, now I know, Ross, you have giant hands, so it doesn't apply to you. But, like, I get a full three-finger grip on on this and then lanyard i get a full grip so i can really and i have done like some real like wood processing and all that stuff now it doesn't mean that i necessarily want to because i'd rather use a full handled knife but i could with this whereas with the edn i'm gonna be a little cranky if i'm sitting there trying to like feather stick or like process tinder or whatever it is for an extended period of time or you know cut some like plant material while foraging or something like that the listeners so, can't see, but Ross did, just did five minutes of eye rolls the entire yes. time Nick was talking yes. about My this. eyes are exhausted from rolling around. <laughs> exhausted from rolling. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's whatever it is. But, you know, it, they're two very different knives, and I think they fill two very different purposes. So, I mean, it is, it is what it is. But either way, I think they both have a great design, and I think they're both awesome neck knives. And that kind of is going to bring to a point that I wanted to say before that I forgot to bring up when I was talking about the designs of a lot of neck knives that you see on the market. For whatever reason, like a lot of these companies want to market these things as like last ditch self-defense knives and they are no. not they're not suited to that. But they make them they they design them as such. So it's like I've seen like these ones that have really long skeletonized handles. So you have a full grip, but then it has like a one and a half inch clip point blade on it. I'm like like who are you, who are you fighting with? So you know okay. I mean? so, so quick quick side excursion into this because this is something that drives me nuts. A knife is not a weapon; it's a tool. Now, right, can you can you have a knife that's a weapon? Yes, but I'm going to give everybody a little pro tip. If there isn't something to prevent your hand from sliding down over that blade and cutting your fingers off when you stab your assailant and the tip happens to hit a rib or another bone, it is not a fighting knife and it's not a weapon. So all these last ditch knives, if you have a slim handle with a tiny choil and you hit something hard, your hand is going to go right down that handle and you're going to lose your fingers. It's not a weapon. It's not a last ditch anything. It's ridiculous. Also, it's it's not like the movies where you stab somebody in the leg and they kill over and and die. If you stab me in the leg, I'm going to be pretty fucking pissed. (laughs) I I still have a say. I'm going to be three points angrier than I usually am instead of two from White Monster. Or if you get stabbed while you're on a White Monster, then that's five whole points of angry. It wouldn't work, actually. The White Monster creates like a barrier shield like Master Chief (laughs) in Halo. So just bounce right off and say, sorry, bud, I'm on White Monster right now. I'm fucking invincible. But, uh... I don't know these. The whole thing about using a neck knife as like a last ditch defense knife, even if you're rolling around with somebody, you know where your knife is going to be. 
all over the fucking place. Yeah, it's gonna be it's not gonna be. <laughs> I know because like if I keep this outside of my shirt, I like flop on my bed. It's like everywhere. It's behind it's my be back. All... It's it's on. Yeah, it's it's somewhere. Where it's like um, if you actually are rolling around with somebody, and I I've done it. And especially wearing the kit and everything, the second you roll around with somebody, your kit is all over the fucking place. And that's stuff that's mounted to you, let alone a neck knife that's dangling all over the place. It's called a yeah, yard sale, and it's not fun picking up your shit afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and not to get too far off topic, but in all real in all reality, if you're really going to fight somebody, I would much rather use my limbs then a little one and a half inch blade yeah, swinging around my neck 100%. So if you're really into that sort of thing maybe invest in some sort of training learn jujitsu i don't know well yeah i mean that's what it comes down to and there's plenty of of martial fighting styles with knives that you can practice and you can learn and a lot of them utilize small knives you know like karambits are not very large knives and if you if you do like martial blade um whatever they use like primarily small worn cliffs as as their uh you know knife of choice and that's fine but also like in order to be able to use that that thing as a weapon that requires years of training you know and that's the thing it's like we always talk about like everybody gets wrapped up in hollywood and everyone thinks they're john wick and everyone thinks they're going to take their two and a half inch neck knife and they're going to go you know kill 19 guys with it one day and yeah i mean (laughs) honestly like but but the problem is is that that stereotype is what lends to the problems that we have on social media everywhere, right? Because it's all like, oh, that's a weapon, that's a weapon, that's a weapon. Like none of these things are weapons. They're not designed to be weapons. Like this is a utility tool. This is used to to cut open fruits and boxes and plants and wood and whatever I it is. My wicket all day long today in the shop, and not a single person died yet. Man, nobody died. <laughs> um, you know, and, and in fact, like, you know, the, the my wicket XL, or one of my wicket XLs, the only thing that it ever cut was me. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Well, actually, yeah, you gotta be careful with those things. Uh, best damn EDC messaged me last night. He's like, bro, I almost cut off my arm. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, this game has come a little sharp. A little it's sharp. A little sharp. Um, but, but yeah, I don't I, know. So away from self-defense and people just being idiots, whatnot. That's not necessarily what I would use a neck knife for, or even market it as. Which is why I don't market any of my neck knives. Yeah, but as I, self-defense because they're utility. They're all utility, yeah, which is what you're really using it for. I think that's why a lot of neck knives suck, though, is because the designs are like like they like these big companies, these you know the big corporate companies of the world or whatever that are like trying to market these to people. Like they're trying to design like miniaturized fighting knives or whatever yep, yep, it is like just, tontos and stuff like that yeah, it's, so it's, they just, it's, so yeah, they just it's end ridiculous. up sucking either they're either too big or they're too small or they're just useless or they're not sharp or the blade geometry is stupid for any kind of actual utility purposes and whatever it is so so i'm not saying that so, there's not great so, neck knives out there because there is but well yeah. so here's how to pick a great neck knife full flat grind Maybe Scandi, but I'm just saying, if you had to have one, I don't know you guys agree, but a full flat grind, so it's nice and slicey and good for opening Amazon boxes and maybe cutting a slice of apple. Um, Kydex that has really good retention. Yeah. At the end. I mean, what else do you need? Well, I like a full flat grind because, I mean, we've talked about this before, where 
Yeah, it's almost like you're building a system, especially if you're going to be in the outdoors, where I want the tiny slim slicing knife on me at all times, because that's what I'm going to use for most of my smaller tasks. But if I'm going to go out camping or something like that, I'll probably have like something like bigger, like an EDB or a bushcrafter on me if I wanted a much bigger knife. And that's going to have a Scandi grind on it, because that's what's going to be doing all my wood processing, carving steaks, everything else like that. I don't want to use my wicket to carve all my temp pigs. I just rather, I'd rather not. But it's there to like open up my food, clean a fish, do all the other stuff. Like I've cleaned deer with the wicket before and I've cleaned deer with the wicket with the scanning grind. It wasn't my favorite thing to do. However, it's a thin enough blade steel that it could still do it fairly well. And the Scandinavians do it more than enough with the scanning grind. So like I'm sure it's worked out fine for them. But I personally prefer a full flat grind just because it's I think the right grind for that size knife. Because that's really what you're using is for small tasks. Yeah. Yep. And thin stock. I mean, that's the other thing. So when I think of full flat grind in my head, I'm thinking thin stock. But again, I'm thinking some of the other neck knives you see on the market, they're just chunky and and you know you really want something thin and light, and you're not going to baton it, and you're not going to beat on it. You're going to open Amazon boxes, open your mail, maybe you know a couple other little things. But that's what it's great for. Yeah. Yep. You don't need. I don't think you need to go over three thirty second stock. That's just me. I think eighth inch is, I tried some in eighth inch and it's just too thick of a stock for a neck knife because what are you doing with that thing? It doesn't need to be that thick. Yeah, I think and, if the stock on this guy was down from a quarter inch down to like, you know, 330 seconds, <laughs> this would probably get down to like, what, 14, 15 ounces? <laughs> oh my God. Then it would be a be neck like knife. A, yeah, then it'd be a great neck knife. But also the nice part about some of the neck knives is you could also use them as daily carry. Where, yeah. and I've done videos on this before, where you don't even necessarily need a clip for your knife if you want to pocket carry it. You could do a static line carry and just take your neck knife uh, lanyard and run it through your front belt loop and then just tuck it in. So then if you need your knife, you could pull it out and draw it and your sheath is still attached to your pants and then you could keep it in your pocket or you just open it up and then resheath it that way. Or like on mine, if you don't want to neck carry it, I've seen guys put a, like an ulti clip on there and then just wrap the paracord around the base of it and then have it in their pocket so they have one sheath for both. Or you get multiple things. Like right now, like I have a wicket in my pocket that I have a neck knife sheath for, but what I carry in the shop is in an offensive industry sheath. So I can then take this knife. If I'm going to be in the shop, I'm not going to be wearing a neck knife because there's already enough things trying to fucking kill me in there. I don't need a knife dangling around my neck getting in the way of things. But you um, have a pop snap, so you're safe. I have a pop snap, so I am safe. <laughs> I was waiting for Ross's eye roll. <laughs> uh, poor don't, fucking Don't make eyes me roll my eyes anymore. They're already tired. <laughs> your, your eyes are going to need a direct injection of white monster <laughs> to bring him back after this. But I, I personally like having the options for these kind of things. And since it's a small enough communion neck knife, it's also very great everyday carry fixed blade. So yeah, especially if you're well. in a place where you don't want it like hanging out, you know. Like, there's plenty of places where it's legal to carry a knife, but you don't want to necessarily display that you're carrying a knife. So, not gonna lie, that's why I like neck knives. Neck knives Mm -hmm. a lot better for that because I could tell you, no cops are looking for knives around your fucking neck. They're just, unless they're very well trained, they're not looking for that shit. They're looking for clips. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for pocket clips. And were you looking for neck knives, being that you made neck knives and were a cop? I would probably look for him and just say, hey, cool, what do you carry? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you ever hear of knives by nuge.com? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm carrying a wicket. Have you ever heard I'm of gonna, that? I'm oh, gonna, you I'm don't I'm going to let you off with a warning and my business card. 
<laughs> and 10% off coupon code. <laughs> no, but like, you know, they don't look for that kind of stuff. And even when you go into the city, like you could wear that on there and it just looks like a necklace or even a static line carrier. You're not going to see that nobody's, that rope's not going to bat eye. But if they see this big DCC clip in my pocket, I'm probably going to get stopped on the subway for this thing. Yep. So uh, again, just, I, I have a neck very almost every day and no one's ever commented or whatever, but when I have um, like my carrion or like this wicket or whatever, and you know, you got the clip and the handles hanging out a little bit, I've gotten some comments like, Oh, what's that for? You know? You... So the neck knife is a super discreet again, if it's slim, so it doesn't print on a t-shirt, yeah. but that's, that's what's great about those. Some of the, the slimmer options. The other cool thing is um, we haven't talked about is, you know, you've got the ability to bolt other things onto it. So like, whether it's like a wazoo uh, ferro toggle, which takes up, mm -hmm. and Nick has one he's holding up right now, you know, you can take just the toggle, which I put on every single neck knife I have, and it doesn't take up any more room. And now I have a ferro rod and it doesn't print anymore and it's not any more bulky. And on my primitive EDN, I also have the Viking whetstone, which is hanging down and, um, uh, just sits right on top of the sheath. But even with that there, it's such a, so the EDN is so small that that doesn't print either. And I've got a sharpening stone, I've got a ferro rod and I've got a knife all in one little package. Yeah. And it, those are useful tools. Like even that spark necklace, like having that little ceramic scraper on there is very convenient to have for something when you want to use the slightly pry versus using the tip of your knife. You have yep. something to do with that instead of using your knife for it. So like not saying that I think you could necessarily use that ceramic as a screwdriver head, but it works in a pinch better than using your knife tip and it's a little bit easier to replace. Do you know Absolutely. why I don't have a striker on my uh, primitive EDN right now? Was that I may have broken it using it as a screwdriver, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a knock Oops. against the uh, the striker. It uh, that's the same but one that a, I, I batoned through ceramic, wood, and you know, yeah. Well, yeah. but I batoned that thing through wood. I beat the hell out of the thing, but then uh, I, I pushed it a little too far. But yeah, no, that having the striker on there as well is a great option. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, we can all just go full like uh, Kelso style and like strap an entire survival kit to your neck. Yeah, he's um, got like snacks on ball. there. Yeah. yeah, he's got. Yeah, he's got. There's snacks on there. There's fishing. You know, fishing lures. There might be a GPS transponder and a backup battery pack or something. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but yeah, he's uh, I definitely I, the I king like going of slim with my stuff. stuff. Like I, I personally, with all my gear, when I go out. I try to keep it as light as possible. And that's also why I like wrapped neck knives for that reason. Like even wearing scales, I don't necessarily like scales as much on my wickets as I do a wrapped wicket as a neck knife because it's so much lighter. You should check yeah. out the scaled EDN. <laughs> well, I go back and forth because I have the wrapped uh, EDN with, again, with the, with the whetstone and, and the ferro toggle. And then I have that scaled one that you did for me. And that thing, mm -hmm. it, it's almost slimmer. Because, you know, the scales yeah. are super slim on that. It's so light. Um, I, I love those knives. Yeah, they're absolutely great. And I just, you know, I personally think I get a better grip with the Wicket, which is why I like the Wicket better for the amount of space. But also I'm working on trying to do more of the wrap ones, but with full flat grinds because I love the Scandi grind. But I think uh, full, like, one of the issues that people have is that the jutes, even if it's covered in epoxy, can still get wet and hold moisture. And I understand that, especially if you're getting sweaty and everything. But that's why I want to start doing more Cerakote finishes on it. Because then even if it gets wet, who the fuck cares? It's Cerakoted. You're not going to have to worry about anything. 
I also don't know if I'll do them in a scanty because I don't think I've ever seen a Cerakoted scanty grind. I don't know if that's sacrilege in bushcraft land, but I just I've never really seen it. So the majority yeah. will probably Tops, be full flat grinds. Does it. Yeah. Tops has done well, Cerakoted or whatever. I don't know if it's well, Cerakoted, but whatever. Just coats everything with like, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. Same and stuff on my drive. They've literally done everything. Not because they had to, but because they wanted to. Tops has yeah, everything. Like, Tops is, uh, we have designed every design known to man. So chances are, going back <laughs> to our uh, previous conversation about people stealing designs, chances are Tops did it first. <laughs> yeah, Tops already did yes. it. Yeah. yeah, they actually have a drop down on their website. We can choose which mythical animal you want to kill, and it gives you suggestions <laughs> for which knife. This one's All good for werewolves. This one's good it's for a, vampires. Yeah, yeah. Five inch overall knife with three eighth inch stock. I love tops. They make I like love. seven, like really <laughs> awesome traditional. Like, oh wow, that's a great name. And then they make seven thousand, like just crazy. Yeah, like quarter inch thick sword, the Taliban killer. Eagle. Yeah, but uh-huh. they're still fucking doing a lot. Of, they do a lot of sales every year. So yeah, they, certainly, they, they, they certainly sell do a lot so. of fucking knives. Man, if um, I didn't know anything about knives, I'd buy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if so I can slay a vampire, I'm good with you know. Bear, I guess right? so. The moral of the story is we need to change the name of the wicket to like the Empire Toppler or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, there actually is going to be an Empire edition coming out, which is going to be fun. Which I kind of feel so, like dirty about because it's the wicket, which is named after the Ewoks, which fought yeah, the Empire. Did we, did, did we decide we we're going to call it the Darth Wicket? The Darth Wicket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure That's in the history be. of Star Wars, there's an Ewok that went bad. Yeah. Do you think there's a, a Sith Lord Ewok? Probably. Yeah, why not? We gotta find somebody who knows the lore a little bit better. But also, let's do we just make it up dense. like everybody else does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who cares? I mean, all you gotta do is write a book and be like, it's non-canon, but that's fine. Whatever. It's my canon. Well, let's not, up. <laughs> we're, we're letting our nerd side get revealed too much. Yeah, anyway. But well, I, I guess that's uh, I guess that's all we got. I mean, the, the moral I mean, of the yeah, story is. Neck knives are good as long as they're well designed, and you should try one out. And if you're going to try one out, you should probably one, buy one from KnivesByNews.com. Specifically the EDN. Specifically. So listen, Picasso <laughs> probably didn't know what his best painting was, and Tom doesn't know what his best neck knife is. It's okay. Well, you know what? Speaking of EDN, all the EDNs on, on uh, Tom's website right now are on sale for 150 bucks. so you might want to head over there and check them out. They're a little steel. It's and they're five dollars. But also, if you want, like, then that's why I make the primitive wrap the way it is with the forge finish and the scanty grind and the jute wrap because it's a very entry level into neck knives while still getting a 100% American made knife. I mean, it's on the website for 135 bucks. Like, and it's coming with an epoxy, epoxy 1095 neck knife sheath that you could throw a clip on if you want. And if you don't want the clip on there anymore, you just need a Phillips head screwdriver and just don't use your Wazoo spark too hard unscrewing it <laughs> or else it may snap. But it still can do it. Yup. Yup. Yeah. Yeah. Yup. Well, that was All right. Fun. Well, we right, all listen. have children to retrieve except for Tom, but he's got a dog he's got to take care of. So send me that EDM on the right. <laughs> <laughs> right away. Uh, now I think I'm going to send it to Nick's wife instead. Sorry. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome, all right, guys. Goodbye. Have a wonderful day. Be well. Bye now. Go to nicebynews.com and buy something. Or uh, That'd be cool. Yeah. Or, you know, you can be on the lookout, too, because there's going to be a, a giveaway coming up shortly. And I'm not going to talk about in detail on here, but pay attention. Okay. Goodbye. Bye now.